Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. I will joke occasionally about the time that I broke my ankle while working as a chaplain at a church camp as giving my ankle to God. Someone might have donated first aid kits. Someone else might have donated Bibles. But I gave God my right ankle. If you had asked before I started seminary what I would be giving to God on my journey, my body parts and physical autonomy were not on that list. And yet, the summer I gave my ankle to God, I also gave God my full attention. I spent lots of time sitting and laying and generally not moving well on my own. And much of that time became focused on God. It was a lot of, okay, God, now what? How do we do this? And the more I focused on God, the easier managing my new situation became. The more I focused on God, the more I was able to live into my role as a chaplain, even with the new hurdles of not being able to move like I was used to. One of the biggest struggles I had that summer was getting to the remote parts of the camp for worship, particularly the big worship everybody had on Thursday evening. But whatever the struggle was, it was always worth it to make it to worship and spend time singing and watching the fire and generally feeling the Holy Spirit's presence. The more I focused on God, the more everything else sort of worked itself out. Although I have to admit, I wasn't quite as joyful to deal with a broken ankle as Mary was to anoint Jesus with expensive oil. The pound of oil Mary pours is spikenard, a plant that grows in the Himalayas and would have been costly to bring to Israel. The pound was also a Roman pound, so it's a little lighter than a can of soda for us. And the 300 denarii that it cost would have been about an entire year's salary. In current time or biblical time, an entire year's salary is a lot of money. Know that you're not alone if you hear that and wince at the thought. I definitely get a little twitchy thinking about an annual salary just being poured on someone's feet, even if it is Jesus' feet. You don't need to be shady like Judas to think that the money could have gone to other things. But biblically, an act like this was pretty common. The Old Testament is full of offerings of oil and animals and wheat. And at one point, Abraham is ready to sacrifice his son Isaac to God. We have stories of people giving their best and most valued items to God. Mark Allen Powell, in Giving to God, the book our stewardship series is based off of, 
tells the story of when he was tasked with visiting inactive members to try and persuade them to come back to the church. While every person he talked to had different reasons for leaving the church, there was a common thread throughout the stories he heard. These people left because they did not feel like they were getting what they were supposed to out of worship. Which brings up the question, what are you supposed to get out of worship? And I don't really have an answer for that question, but I can tell you one thing I know for sure. Worship isn't about you, and it isn't about me, and it's not about Pastor Jonathan or Pastor Michelle or any individual in this room. Worship is about God. And it might seem really silly to say that, but it's always a good reminder. Growing up as a pastor's kid, we went to worship every weekend because that was what you did. I distinctly remember as a teenager when my dad took a Sunday off and he told me, I took today off, so we're not going to church today. And I blurted out, we can do that? And so the reminder remains, worship is about God. Worship is about recentering ourselves on God. It's devoting time to the generous God who has given us so many good things to praise and be thankful and love our God who loves us and to do so willingly and joyfully. There's a lot of crap in the world that distracts us from God and tries to pull us from our relationship with God. And there's a lot of crap in the world that demands the things we value, whether it's money or time or effort. And so we worship weekly in order to remember that God is the center of our lives. Weekly, we get to worship our God with a heart full of love. The point of Mary anointing Jesus' feet with oil wasn't to waste it. And sure, the money could have done a lot of other things. But the point is that Mary was giving what she had of value to God. Mary loves Jesus and gives him the best that she has, regardless of what other people will think or say. I would imagine we've all had a time where we have wanted to give someone a perfect, expensive gift solely because we love them. Birthdays, Christmas, anniversaries, sometimes just because. Giving because we love is something people of all ages can understand. This past summer, I got some mail-order steaks as a birthday gift for a dear friend. And I can tell you, it was not a good financial decision. The cost it took to ship those steaks to a different state still makes me shudder today. But I did not do it because it was a good financial decision. I did it because it was a fantastic gift that I knew would be enjoyed. 
And it was. I think each of us, in some way, understands that connection between love and giving. There's an offering time during every service. There is a part of our worship specifically made for offering something we value to God. And you might notice that when services are changed or truncated for whatever reason, we still have an offering. A couple weeks ago, God's work, Our Hands, is a good example of this. There might be fewer songs or fewer readings. We might save the confession and forgiveness for another day, and we might speed up the sermon, but the offering stays. And yes, the argument could be made that we need an offering to keep the lights on and to pay the staff and to keep things like coffee and the pots out in the gathering space. But there is a deeper, more theological reason to keep an offering. No matter what is going on in our church world, you have the opportunity to give to God before we share in the Lord's Supper. Because being generous ourselves, in some way, reflects how Christ is generous towards us. Christ, who gave his life to pay for all our sins. And while none of us have the power to conquer death and sin like Christ did, we can still follow in his footsteps and trust God and give to God. You are able to act out of the gratitude of your salvation giving your best to God and trusting that God will use it. And so what is it that you value most? Many of us value money, the security it provides or simply having it and using it for nice things like a big house or a fancy car. Do you value time? Time which you never seem to have enough of and find yourself having to pick priorities and let some things go. Maybe what you value most is your own life. The ability to do and learn and grow, and yet without the money or the time, you feel like things are wasting away. To love God is to put God in the center of your life and delight in being generous because God is generous and delights in our generosity that comes out of love. The generosity that comes out of love is unlike any motivation to give. Giving out of love will not make you feel used. It will not make you feel shameful if you can't give enough. When you give out of love for God, everything else seems to fall into place. Giving is an act of worship. And when we remember to focus the worship on God and the giving out of love, we will get far more out of it than we expect. Amen.